Hi, friends. Welcome to Encouraged and Equipped. On this podcast, we introduce you to the women of Christ Chapel Bible Church. We love being encouraged to live out our faith in Jesus by hearing the stories of women in our church community. We are so glad that you're here. We are excited to release a special bonus episode. Specifically, we want to encourage and equip those of you who are mothers. I personally know and respect all three of our guests today, Misty Denman, Lori Soltemeyer, and Camille Adams. I have seen them navigate both the joys and challenges of motherhood, and I know you will be blessed by their authentic, heartfelt conversation. Hey there, and happy Mother's Day. We're so glad you're with us on this special bonus episode of Encouraged and Equipped. My name is Misty Denman. I'm here along with my friends, Lori Saltemeyer and Camille Adams. We're all moms of kids of different ages, and we're just going to talk about motherhood and um, the ups and downs and uh, joys and hardships of being a mom, and we hope it is an encouragement to you. And before we get started, I um, want to tell you about our kiddos. We have Camille, who has the youngest. She has two boys, Linus and Simon, who are nine and five. And then I have two boys also who are 19 and 21. And Lori has three adult kiddos and 10 grandchildren. And those grandkids are all between the ages of eight years and five months. So I can only imagine what it's like Mm -hmm. when y'all are all together. It's a lot of fun fun and probably a lot of chaos as well. And I can't (laughs) wait to see what they're like as they um, get older and how they're all friends and interact and whatever. And I also want to say that Lori has been super gracious to join us. You'll notice that um, she has had a little difficulty with her voice, but she has such great wisdom and such good things to share that um, we couldn't not let her join us today. So we all understand that. That's the way it goes. Yeah. So before we dive in, I want to know what is something that is bringing you joy right now? We always like to just start our podcast episodes with this question. What's a small thing that's bringing you joy right now? Lori, will you start? Well, I'm enjoying the transition right now between spring and summer, Mm -hmm. Not, not just because I'm a summer girl. But because I love celebrations, um, all the celebrations going on right now with graduations, um, whether they're college, whether they're pre-K, mm-hmm. I've been to two weddings recently. And, you know, it's such a special time to celebrate the goodness of God mm-hmm. in, in lives. Mm-hmm. And I, I get to go and bask in all the warm fuzzies. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm loving right now. I, and they do seem to cluster this time of the year, mm-hmm. don't they? Yeah. So much. Yeah, that's really neat. What about you, Camille? Okay, this is going to seem silly, but it won't. Um, I never go anywhere without a cardigan. Like, that's my, like, security. Mm-hmm. It's what I love, but I did not bring one tonight. Mm-hmm. And there happened to be the coziest blanket in this room. And it is oh. surrounding me with like the warmest and coziest of feelings. And so <laughs> it sounds so silly, but it's bringing me a lot of joy to have a blanket. I do not think anybody who has ever had a great blanket to wrap around their shoulders mm-hmm. thinks that's silly. I yeah, I'm with you on that one. And I happen to be able to be see it. And it is a cozy blanket. Yeah. It's a good one. I may not give it back. It's yeah. really nice. Yeah, I think maybe you shouldn't. <laughs> I also love that transition uh, time between spring and summer, but for a totally different reason. I absolutely love driving home and seeing the tall grass and all of the wildflowers. And I know everybody likes blue bonnets in Texas, but I've really <laughs> noticed um, past blue bonnet season for the first time this year, or been reminded of it, of all those other flowers yes. that come as well and the different colors. And then now we're getting into the, like the thistles and the um, sunflowers and that kind of carries you into summer and it's before it gets too hot and just kind of crispy and dry and brown. And mm-hmm. it brings me joy every single day to see yeah. what the side of the road looks like right now. They so really beautiful. They yeah. Are. yeah. I don't know if it's unusual this year or not, but um, it's really been just a joy to me every day. So that's super fun. Thanks for sharing those. Um, Reminds us of the goodness of God and the everyday things. So let's talk now about the goodness of God and being a mom. And my first question for you today is, what do you enjoy about being a mom? Hmm. Camille, I just tell us what you think. Yeah, 
Um, I really love that I get to learn about my kids as I go. And what I mean, there are two parts to this. One is that I have this privilege of being the one person who knows my kids mm. the best for right now. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I suppose my husband, Philip, also gets to know them, but it's Mother's Day, so I kind of think I get to steal sure. a little bit yes, of the spotlight. Um, but there's a brief time when they're little before other people really get to know them that well. And it's such a gift because you get to know their little idiosyncrasies, their quirks, their struggles, their strengths, their dreams, their desires, um, and you get to see them grow. And that's just such a special gift that that I get to have. Um, and then the second thing is that um, I know we all, like we try to prepare for motherhood and you can do a lot of things to prepare, um, but there's there's really no way you can prepare for all nope. <laughs> parenting entails. Yep. And you think you're going to prepare by learning like, okay, well, this is the best feeding technique or like, mm-hmm. oh, we're going to do this sleep training or potty training or whatever. But as they grow, you realize that these little humans are your responsibility Mm -hmm. and they change Mm -hmm. all the time. They're just constantly changing. Um, So I've learned to really enjoy that reliance on the Holy Spirit to give me wisdom in every moment Mm -hmm. because boy, Mm -hmm. even if I had thought to prepare for some of those things, I couldn't have. Mm -hmm. And he meets me perfectly in those And don't you feel like like the minute you kind of get one thing down and you think, okay, I kind of know how to tackle this thing. Okay, well, they've moved past that. And then you've got the next thing coming. It's kind of constant. Yep. Yeah, that's great. I love that. That's really sweet. Thanks for sharing that. What about you, Lori? Well, as my children have grown into adulthood, our relationship has grown up too. Um, I, I trust them now as friends. Mm. Oh, um, so they kind of keep me in the know about everything from fashion to computers to what app do I need on my phone now. Mm. And um, I value their opinions and their perspectives. Um, in a fun instance, recently my husband was going on a business trip where boots and wranglers were not going to fit. Oh. The uh, business casual attire. And that's what he normally... <laughs> that was, that was what he had. His attire would be cargo shorts and a white t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> but and that will be for a Father's Day episode. For, yes. Yes. A, a corporate yeah. event. Yeah. And so we called our Dallas son because, you know, everybody in Dallas is in the know. <laughs> and I said, uh, we need to dress your dad. What what kind of jeans <laughs> should we order, Ben? And uh, Ben said... Okay, let me think. Let me send you all these links. Aww. So he sent all these links, and he and his wife told us the ones they thought were best. And it was really fun. And, you know, you just re- realize, wow, you know, they we really value them and their mm-hmm. opinions and where mm-hmm. they are in life now. Mm-hmm. I That's so fun. And um, I hadn't thought about that. But, yeah, our, my kids do the same thing in a lot of ways. I am much hipper for having had young adults kids absolutely tell me about the different apps and the shows to watch and the album mm-hmm. and whatever and yeah that's a great that's a great one um i think i here's something i want to know from both of you i think we generally have this perspective as parents that we teach and our kids learn from us but i'm just mm-hmm. curious what do you feel like that's something that you've learned from your kids instead of them learning from you Mm. as you kind of look back at your years as a mom? Well, my kids are very passionate about their walk with the Lord, and I'm so thankful for that. But they're all all gifted differently, Mm -hmm. and I love watching them use their gifts now to really navigate the current culture. Mm -hmm. Um, There's just so much that that they face, and they're doing a really good job with that. But they also live lives that God has called them to, not the life that their neighbor lives Mm. or the life that their friends live. And as a young mom, I wasn't able to do that. Mm. I I was always watching, well, what are they doing? That's what I Mm -hmm. shouldn't be doing. Mm -hmm. And they're doing a much better job at it than I was. And I I love that they have the confidence to walk in what God's called them to do, and it encourages me to do the same. What a joy. And it must also be a joy as a grandmother to get to watch your grandchildren's parents be such good parents. Yes, it mm. is. That's and, you know, really I, I'll think, are they aware of this? And Nathan will say, yeah, mom, we know all about it. We've researched it. We know all the movies that they can. And I'll go, oh, wow, that's great. Oh. So yeah, it is. That sounds 
Totally fun. Mm-hmm. That's neat. What do you think, Camille? What have you learned from your boys? Ooh, I, I love your boys. I've already learned lots <laughs> from them. So I imagine you have too in the limited time I've been around them. So I can't imagine what you've learned oh, from gosh. them. Oh, gosh. I mean, everything about dinosaurs I'd ever absolutely I needed to learn. Yeah. But, but now you do. Now I do. Um, I, I mean, I could talk for hours about the things that God has revealed to me through my kids um, because he made them so unique. Mm. Um, and so like unique from each other and unique from me. Um, but I think one of the things um, I've learned about from my youngest is joy, mm. like that mm. like gut-busting laughter, white knuckle holding on by the seat of your pants kind of like thrill joy from Simon. Um, because I think about when Jesus said, I come that you would have life and you would have it abundantly. And I don't think anybody lives life more abundantly than Simon Adams. I think like, that's why I like um, him. Yeah. No. So true. He just embraces it. And there's like this picture in my head of him, like he's jumping off of this like giant rock into a lake at our last camping trip and his fists are like pumping up in the air and he's screaming and that's it. Like, I don't know that I've ever had Mm -hmm. that much joy in a moment. And And kind of abandon just in the moment. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, And then from my older son, I have been thinking about how how subtle and kind mm. intentionality and purposefulness can be. I don't know if purposefulness is a word, but I'm making it sure. a word right now. Mm-hmm. Um, he's so thoughtful mm. and considers like every detail of something and he turns it over and he does it for the purpose of encouraging somebody like to make them laugh or to like teach them something new in a fun way. Um, and I just love that. And what a picture of how the Lord pursues us in those kind of extreme detailed ways sometimes Mm -hmm. and how personal the Lord is, um, how he'll use like a memory verse that you forgot Mm -hmm. about to bring something to mind. And so those are little pictures Mm -hmm. that I get of how Mm -hmm. God made them. And it's really, it's really incredible. That's so fun. And I really, it's just good and it's fun. And it reminds me how good God is. And honestly, it's just fun to take a minute to kind of verbalize some of what's fun about being a mom because I don't think I take the time to do that often enough. My mind generally goes fairly automatically to what I'm worried about or what's hard or mm-hmm. um, um, maybe the next hurdle I feel like we kind of need to jump over. And it's just, it just feels right and good to kind of stop and think, oh, our kids are a gift and motherhood is a gift. And mm-hmm. look at these fun things in the midst of all of it. And so I know there's, yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, Lori, I've learned that from you um, mm. over that. I don't think I've ever told you that, but I have mm. um, watched you take joy in your kids and grandkids, and it has often been a reminder to me to do the same thing. So yeah. I'm, I haven't oh, told you. you that before, but I'm telling you oh, that now. Good. Yeah. Uh, so we have these great days. There's harder days too, of course. One of the hard truths I think we've all had to face is uh, when we talk about the challenges of motherhood, um, honestly, the biggest challenge of motherhood really isn't our kids at all. I think we've all come to the conclusion as we sort of talked and prepared for this episode that the biggest challenge of motherhood is our own sin, Mm -hmm. um, not our kids' sin or our kids' (laughs) shortcomings or our kids' whatever. Um, I'm wondering if you would be willing to share the sin that you recognize in yourselves as moms and how God has equipped you over the years to respond Mm. to that Mm. sin. I know that's kind of a heavy question, but I think it's... um, I think it's valuable to ask, and honestly, I think it's really valuable to recognize. Hey, the biggest, the biggest, um, the biggest problem here is 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 me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, in all of this. So, no. What's your what's your thought, Lori? Well, I think one of my greatest challenges was <clears throat> still is opening my tight fist mm-hmm. that are wound pretty t- that were pretty wound up tight when I mm-hmm. was mothering young children mm-hmm. and just trusting God with their lives. Um, <clears throat> I didn't anticipate loving being a mother as mm. much as I did. Mm. And I didn't um, realize how much I was going to try to control their lives. Mm-hmm. So in certain situations, I had to realize that what I wanted was not necessarily what God wanted for their lives. Mm-hmm. That's hard. And trusting Him with those outcomes was a walk of faith for me. But those situations truly helped me develop the spiritual disciplines in my life. Mm-hmm. Praying, Bible study, worship, fasting. Um, had to become habits in my life so I could handle those challenging seasons. Um, 
I remember fasting for my children during their exams in college, and one of them had some learning issues and challenges, mm-hmm. and and I finally learned instead of fretting and worrying that if I fasted and really sought the Lord to do their best, I could just leave it. I didn't wow. have to like constantly be you know worrying about all these little things, mm. um, how they were going to do, what what if he didn't do good, or what if she didn't do good, or you know what if she didn't pass her nursing exam? Mm-hmm. What, what about all these things? Mm-hmm. And I, I really just had to realize that God, God's best was that. And I just mm-hmm. had to open my palms and say, God, mm-hmm. this is, they're your, they're yours. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'd get, I'd get to graduation and I'd see God's hand all over the journey. Wow. And I'd think, oh yeah, yeah. Thank you, God. Oh, that's yeah. super encouraging that to me encouraging. and a great, um, I think it's, it's a great reminder and lesson to me too. I know my kids are um, kind of a... I guess they would be squarely young adults. I was going to say on the cusp of young adulthood, but we're we're actually there already. And I think that I've had similar struggles in that that picture you give of having that tight fist around them. And um, one of the challenges I faced and where I have seen my own sin is I think I had a picture of who I wanted my kids to be and what mm-hmm. I wanted them to be like when they were young and sort of a... Um, a fantasy or a daydream about what my mm-hmm. picture was. And I, neither of them, they're awesome kids, boys, young men now, uh, but they're both quite different than what I imagined they would be. And one of those um, challenges for me and where I've seen sinfulness in my own life is trying to mold them into who I thought they should be rather than mm-hmm. that's that same idea of opening my hands to, oh, actually God had an even better idea of who they would be than um, I did by far and letting them be who God made them to be and pursue the things that he had in mind for them. And so that um, that makes a lot of sense to me and it's encouraging to me and having your, because your kids are, you know, 10 ish or so years or more older than mine. It's fun to see what that hopefully will look like for my own boys a little bit further down. If I can continue to do that in their lives and just let God have them rather than me have that, that tight, tight, fist. tight fist. Yes. And, um, that independence that you were talking about, yeah. that confidence that your kids have in living out who the Lord has mm. called them to be is, I would imagine, a fruit of that mm-hmm. discipline of you asking the Lord on their behalf to cultivate that in them and stepping back and opening your hands to that. I hope so. Mm-hmm. Hope so. That is, mm-hmm. That's a real, that's incredible. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love it. Camille. What are you? <laughs> What's my deepest, darkest sin? Just, just lay Tell bare us. for Tell us. us. The sure. biggest sin struggles you've yep. had as a mom. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's it's going to sound terrible coming out. I'm going to get to the hopefulness of it, I promise. <laughs> but something I see regularly, unfortunately, in my mothering is my irritability with mm. my kids and my total willingness to overlook my own sin mm. and focus on theirs. Oof. What a terrible thing to... like. With these beautiful kids in my life, and I'm just like, you're a, mm-hmm. you know, you're really mm-hmm. getting on my nerves. Mm-hmm. Um, but I see this. This is, comes up in moments of impatience, mm-hmm. and that's when I'm viewing my timeline as more important than the Lord's, mm-hmm. or moments of chaos. And I mean, like noise chaos or untidy house chaos. And those are just a bad fruit of my focus on controlling things so that mm-hmm. I can be comfortable in my own home. And then especially in moments, and I ooh, I hate this one, when other people witness my kids being disobedient, yep. oh, it, I just, that irritability rises up. And I know it's a huge red flag for me that my pride has just taken over and I'm idolizing myself as mom. And I just want to look great. And I want my kids to be the things that are the trophies up on my shelf. And what a, I mean, oh, what a terrible idol to build. Um, and it doesn't, Usually now take me too long to recognize those signs of irritability when they come up um, because I've been walking this road for a few years, few years now, yeah. um, and I've been down this path a few times. But God is so kind to reveal my sin to me, and I really, I mean that it is a kindness to me that I get to have that conviction from the Holy Spirit. Um, I love that perspective. Keep going, but I just want to yeah. say I love that perspective. It is, and I mean. 
in all honesty, like he could let me continue down that road and what a mess I would make of everybody's lives. Um, but it's a gift. Um, and I get to hope that he has the power to continue to sanctify me, to make me more like Jesus in those moments. Um, And not only for me, for my forgiveness in Christ um, and my desire to be more like him, but also for my kids. Mm. Um, And I, I'd even asked my kids, I said, what makes a good mom? Because I was thinking about this. And they were like, Linus goes immediately. He goes, when you yell at your kids, you should always apologize. And I was like, (laughs) Um, but that's, I mean, that is a gift that I get to approach them in humility Mm -hmm. and ask them for forgiveness. And then on the other side of it, to model the joy of being forgiven in Christ and that it, it, we all need a savior. Mom needs a savior. Yes. You need a savior. We do. And I want so desperately for my kids to know that it is the Lord's kindness mm. that leads to repentance. Um, and that's something that he equips me in those moments when I'm tempted to be irritable to try and remember. It's not my irritability, certainly, that's going to lead them to repentance. I want them to know it's the Lord's kindness. Yeah. I think you touched on some things in your own story that are probably very common in motherhood, um, both because I recognize them in my own life and because I've talked to lots of other moms who feel this way too, that um, struggle to want to have your environment be under your control. And and I struggled with that a lot as a young mom, wanting things to look and be a certain way and having a hard time realizing that with young kids just comes some some chaos and some days where yeah. the day or your house or whatever isn't going to look like you you want it to but that's that was about what i wanted yes. not about the way things work at that right. stage of life and then also i very much relate to that pride issue of um wanting to look like you have it together as a mom, wanting to look like you have perfectly disciplined kids, wanting mm-hmm. to look like in public that you don't struggle with X, Y, Z. And right. um, it took me a super long time to realize that that was pride and not just, um, oh, I don't know, maybe that idea, of, oh, no, it's not pride. I think I had that. It's just that I, I really care that they're well-disciplined. Well, <laughs> I started to realize, like you mentioned later on the dine, later on down the line, that it wasn't probably if I really looked at deep in my heart as much about wanting them to be well disciplined as me wanting to look good. And ooh, yeah. that's a hard one to. Um, it's a hard one to admit, but like you said, it's the Lord's kindness that leads to repentance. And yeah, I remember taking a picture of my house one one day because I couldn't believe what it looked like. I mean, there were just toys uh-huh. and, and there was just chaos. And I thought, this isn't what this was supposed to look like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, why does my house look like this? You know, why is everything out of control? Mm-hmm. But I took a picture of it because I thought, I just have to realize this is what it's going to look like sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it was still pretty, it was still pretty <laughs> unbelievable to me yeah. how bad it looked. Yeah. Do and you yeah, still look at that picture, yeah. Lori? Yes. Yeah. Sometimes I do, and I think, oh, yeah, I remember those days. Yeah. And and now my house is picked up all the time. I was going <laughs> to ask you that. That's exactly I was going to say. Give give the young moms that are listening some yeah. hope for what it yes. can look like later it on. Can, except yeah. that I have three yellow labs, and there's dog hair everywhere now instead of toys and Legos everywhere. Yeah. But it yeah. does yeah. get better. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, yeah. I, I think that is one gift that I have been given by a few older moms uh, over the years is to hear those kind of stories of, um, hey, this is going to pass. This hard stage is not always going to be like this. Um, I can think of my mother-in-law was one that um, often told me that um, in a very kind way and an encouraging way that whatever hard thing you're struggling with um, and your kids right now, don't take it too seriously because this struggle isn't going to last. Um, it's it's going to resolve itself and or work itself out one way or another. And then mm-hmm. there'll be the next one to tackle. And then um, mm-hmm. um, Shelly Davis here at Christ Chapel has also really taught me that over the years. And then even just hearing you say things like that, that, hey, this season um, that you're in, it's going to pass. And then there's going to be something else. But, you know, if you're struggling with things always feeling kind of out of control and messy and whatever, um, 
one day it won't be your kids. It'll be your furry dogs. Yeah. So yeah. Or if you don't like it, you don't have to have dogs. And that's, right. that's easy too. So yeah. Um, thanks so much for sharing both of those, um, those truths. I, I really appreciate your willingness to kind of expose those things. Cause it, I think it's not easy to do. Um, it's not, I think particularly in motherhood, it's not easy to admit our, um, our failures in that or where our sin struggles has been. Um, I know I wish I'd trusted God more quickly with my own kids, but I do kind of look back and think I'm glad for that struggle because it, my kids, as much as anything in my life, sort of pushed me to confront my own sin. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know particularly when I the, when I first started noticing uh, my kids doing something that would, and it happened in both of them, and they were, I would think, well, that was not very kind, or that tone of voice is not okay. And then I realized it was really just a, a mirror of Oof, yes. words I had said or tone I had used or whatever. There has not been many things in my life that has, have caused me to um, go to the Lord and repent and try to... Um, turn from that as quickly as seeing your own sin reflected in, in your, mm-hmm. in your kids. So, um, so, you know, it's hard, but I've also been really glad for it. Um, Camille, when we were um, talking about this episode, you shared with Lori and I kind of another hard piece of motherhood that you've walked through. And I, I just wonder if you'd share that with us here today. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Always. Um, I, uh, I walked through a dark season of um, postpartum depression mm. after both of my kids were born and after a miscarriage in between them. And I'm currently walking through a relatively darker season mm-hmm. of grief and caring for my mom as she declines. Um, and the challenge has really been relying on the Lord's presence to be enough. Um, and I was shocked um, at how lonely and angry and sad mm. and hopeless I felt at times not just in the past, but like as I'm dealing with this current grief. Um, and when I was in those darkest days, especially with the newborns, um, I remember thinking I didn't want encouragement. Like yeah. I didn't want somebody to come and mm-hmm. say, oh, well, it's such a short season or mm-hmm. this will feel better after this or they'll grow so quickly and you'll look back on these days. I didn't want that. I didn't want people coming by to bring meals. I just wanted to sit in that pit mm-hmm. and... I knew that the only thing I wanted was to know that God was with me, that he wasn't going to go anywhere Mm -hmm. from that pit with me. Um, And it wasn't like I prayed my way to happiness or I kept up with a certain scripture reading plan. Um, It was just daily sitting in the Lord's presence and calling out to him and telling him how lost I felt and reminding myself that his presence with me um, was what was going to to buoy me. And I, I clung to his word. I read Lamentations 3 mm. every day, over wow. and over and over again. And I really learned that his presence was far greater than anything I could muster up um, in myself. And we know there will always be challenges. And with depression that comes mm-hmm. kind of cyclically mm-hmm. with every new transition, um, I... I get to remember how sweet and comforting and steadfast the Lord has been to me and to my kids. So when I'm faced with these moments recently where I think, Lord, you led me to this place and for this time. And how is it good? My kids are, they're watching me come unraveled in grief. They're watching a beloved grandparent just slowly die. Mm-hmm. Like how, how is this good? Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to scramble and figure out how I can change or manipulate that circumstance so that it softens that blow for my kids. Um, Or I try and come up with a plan to make difficult circumstances more logical for them. And I'm spinning my wheels trying to do this. Um, If I can come up with a plan, they they won't need to see me suffer Mm. or they won't have to suffer themselves. And that's the root of it. Um, He reminds me that he is the same God that walked with the Israelites in the desert and he led them by a flame and a pillar of smoke. And he's the same God who heard Jesus calling out in tears in the garden. And he is the same God who sat in that pit with me and he brought me supernatural peace. And he will be the same God to my children when they suffer and when they grieve. And he is more than worthy 
of being a God who raises them up and who loves them dearly. Mm. And I should glory, I should give him glory for that. Mm. Thanks for sharing that, Um, Camille. In that honesty, um, I think another one of our, a common tendency in motherhood is to uh, maybe try too hard to protect our kids from Mm. struggle and from their pain because it's hard to see, but it's hard to watch. But also your story is a great reminder that God is sovereign over that and that God uses our pain Mm -hmm. for our, his glory and our growth. And he does that in our kids as well. Um, And it's hard to, it's hard to go Mm -hmm. through it ourselves and it's hard to watch them do that. But also he's their God as well and, um, and can do that. And that's, yeah, that's a lovely, lovely truth. And um, I know I also had a great deal of not as much depression, but um, extreme anxiety during my pregnancies and um, when my uh, boys were babies. And so I, uh, and I know other women do as well. So I think that's a really relatable thing of that, um, that's early stages of motherhood that yeah. where things are just really hard yeah. emotionally and mentally in a lot of ways. So thanks for being willing to share your suffering with us. It, 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 it's, it's an encouragement to watch how God has been with you and how you have clung to him. And that's really what got you through that. Um, and those, and those hard days. Um, I know there's a lot of ways you could answer this next question, but would each of you just share just one thing that's, or one more than one thing, if you want to, something that's been a win for you as a mom. Actually, a, a lot of this is that we've talked about has already been in some ways a, a, a win. But if I just said, tell, tell me about a win. What's one of your wins been? Lori, will you? You've well, got some great ones. I, I, I feel like the probably the most powerful win um, for me was being in a community with other Mm. Christian moms, um, either, you know, you can have a, pra- a praying, a group of praying moms. Yes. We have moms groups here at church, but I also had informal, mm-hmm. um, you know, times uh, when my kids were in high school and college. I had a group of moms that I trained for half marathons mm-hmm. for about 10 years, and we'd get up on Saturday mornings at six o'clock and mm-hmm. pound the pavement mm-hmm. and... Um, We'd also pound heaven's doors with oh. with all of our, you know, you know, where's my child going to go to college? Is he going to go to college? Yeah. Does he need to go to college? Yeah. Does she need to be dating this person? Uh-huh. What if they marry this person? Uh-huh. This isn't the person for them. Uh-huh. It was a critical life, you yeah. know, yeah. decision yeah. for all these. And we would just get out there and, and, and hit the road together. Yeah. And, um, I just really, I feel like that when you can lock arms with other women, yes, um, you know, you become a force yes. uh, to, yeah. to deal yeah. with and you can really uphold each other during some really difficult times. Yeah. Um, 10 years ago, my best friend's husband died suddenly mm-hmm. and we, we didn't have any, um, we didn't even know how to respond to that. Mm-hmm. And I remember two weeks later being out and running the Dallas marathon and just the three of us together, wow. just running kind of in silence part of the time. Um, but we had bonded and, and become, you know, friends and moms Mm -hmm. and the Lord had really solidified us and we were stronger together. Mm -hmm. So I think that, um, you know, when you can pour out your hearts with each other Mm -hmm. and I think that also helps you be a mom who's not so emotional Mm. because, um, you know, sometimes the last thing our kids need us to be is emotional. That's a great mm. point. You know, they need us. They need us to be steady. And when you're with other moms who are encouraging you. I think they can say to you, you know, why don't you try it this way? Why don't yeah. you think about it this way? Yeah. So you're not so wrapped up in it. And I feel like that can be a real good, that's just a real good win for me. Mm-hmm. It's just a community of moms. Yes. All around. That is a win. I love that. And I do feel like other moms will pray for your kids because they understand how mm-hmm. important it is, mm-hmm. how much they would want somebody to mm-hmm. pray for their kids. And so you can pray for each other's kids. Um, I think just about as powerfully as you pray for your own. And I know I've got a few friends that we have done that with over the years. And um, sometimes I don't even, I know the moms well, I don't necessarily know the kids well. And then I'll be around their kids and I, 
I'm almost like weirdly interested in them or whatever, because I'm so invested (laughs) in them because I have prayed for them so much. And Mm -hmm. they're probably like, who is this woman and why is she so interested in my life? And I think you know all this about me. Yeah. And that too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Interesting. That's a great win, Lori. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it so much. Camille, what about you? What's a win for you as a mom? Okay, so this came out of um, those dark postpartum days. Yeah. Um, I one thing for me that really helped me was praying out loud, and not like a like we're gonna pray, dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. It wasn't like socially acceptable. It was like, God, I need you right now. Mm. I need you in this moment right now. Remind mm. me of your truth. So like good. those utterances of like, wow, I need this to be out loud. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I did that. I did that in the early days with my, mm. my, my oldest when he was an infant. And then I was preparing for my, for Simon to be born. And I was like, okay, well, we're just going to go outside and we're going to go on walks. And we would walk to the park and I would utter my prayers out loud. And I'm sure people would look twice at me and say, oh, Who's that talking to? lady <laughs> is kind of so, and that's okay. Um, but what, it did was it kind of changed the way that our family worked for a while. Like oh, wow. my Linus was three at the time and like he started just randomly praying out loud. Like when he would think of something, he would just pray it. And so it just kind of spurred us on as a family to just pray. And that was a really great time of growth for our family. Yeah. Um, and it took away that, I think there's like a fear that you think, okay, if we start praying out loud as a family, if I start doing this, is it going to be weird or awkward? Uh-huh. Or is it going to make other people feel funny about it? And there was no stigma because I just had to do it. Yeah. And so it was a great... And it was supernatural. Yes. Not supernatural. Well, it was supernatural, but yeah. it was very natural yes. for you to do it. And that mm-hmm. became very natural for your mm-hmm. for kids, my kids to do. Mm-hmm. What a faith building. Time. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it was. And I, we are not perfect. Like of course. We have had seasons we know of that. not doing that. Sure. But um, today we were we were doing something and Simon stopped and he said, why can't we just pray for Mambo to drink her drink? And I was like, yes, we can pray for Mambo. Like, well, let's pray right now. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's a Thank you, Lord, for that. I wasn't expecting it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that was a good one. Yeah, those are wins. It's really interesting um, that both of your your wins as moms uh, involve really just pouring your heart out to the Lord in very practical and everyday ways. It's not, um, you know, you didn't have to go on some... Mm-hmm. Um, spiritual pilgrimage to, you know, spend three days praying for your kids. You are pushing that stroller down the street and praying because your life depended on it at that moment. And you are going on a walk with friends and, and praying about just the everyday things in life. And then I, I can't help but think about when your um, friend's husband died unexpectedly, how helpful it must have been to already have that community in, mm-hmm. in place mm-hmm. um, to kind of hold her up mm-hmm. during that. So um, yeah, finding community, those are wins. Um, and it doesn't have to be, um, doesn't have to be a, a lot of women, just maybe one or two faithful yeah. friends. Yeah. That, yeah. I think, and then the, that just praying out loud to the Lord in not any kind of formal way, but just I need you help us now. Those are practices I think any of us um, can pursue. So thanks for um, sharing those. Those are great wins. Uh, I I wonder what is something that you have watched another mom do that, and I'm I'm thinking about this um, in, in in light of seeking out some community of like minded women. What's something you've watched another mom do that you think that's a win for them? I want to do that now too. Mm-hmm. What's just something you've mm-hmm. seen somebody else do that you've learned to imitate? Well, when I was in college, I nannied for a wonderful family. And um, when I put their girls, they had three little girls, um, I put them to bed at night. They had their scriptures that they were supposed to say every night at the end of their beds. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I just remember thinking, wow, this is so cool. And one of the ones they had was Psalm 4a, in peace I will lay down and sleep, for thou alone, O Lord, dost make me dwell in safety. And I thought, that is such a cool verse, to pray Mm. over your children at night. And I had never been exposed to that before. Mm. And so um, that verse hangs in my 
mm. in the, the crib where my grandchildren sleep now. Oh my goodness. Because I, um, I just recognized, you know, that is so important, mm-hmm. you know, that we're praying over our kids day and night mm-hmm. and that then when they go to sleep, they have the peace of God with them. Mm-hmm. So that was just a real neat thing that a friend Left with me. Isn't it neat to think that that family that you nannied for had, they were just doing what, they were walking with the Lord, mm-hmm. they were praying with their kids. They probably could have had no idea that their college-aged nanny would have grandkids one day that would remember that they did that yeah. and, and have that verse um, over her grandchildren's crib and... I just I love how sometimes um, we do things that we probably never know would have an impact or on generations beyond mm-hmm. us, and what a, a, a lovely way God works and a community, you know, lets us do those kind of things for one another. I just think that's really beautiful, and that it particularly sticks out to me because I had lots of fears as a young child. My kids did too. I don't know that there's any kids that don't have fears at night and fears in the dark. I I. Now I want to do that for my grandkids one day, is mm-hmm. too. That's a really that's neat one. Sweet yeah. verse. Yeah, it is super sweet. All right, Camille, what what about you? What have you seen another mom do that you just think, yes, mm-hmm. I got to do that? So one of the things I thought about was actually came from some moms in our church. So if you are listening to this, and then you might be one of them that has encouraged mm-hmm. me to do this, um, but specifically praying over your kids, mm. like what not, do you mean by that? Like. Instead of praying, saying, well, let's pray together. And we pray together, like specifically like putting your hand on your child, like Mm -hmm. holding their hand or putting your hand on their face and just asking the Lord, interceding on their behalf and Mm -hmm. saying, Lord, would you grow this, this boy into a young man who loves you and who loves your word? Or Lord, this is my daughter and I love her. Thank you for that. Please protect her as she sleeps and so on and so forth. And it really has encouraged and challenged me to to do that for my kids. And so I started doing it at night, most nights, some nights. Sure. Um, but, and it really, it's been really impactful. And now they will ask for it and they'll ask for certain things. And um, I'll get tearful if I think too much about it, but I'm like, oh, I'm like, I'm, I'm praying over their like future yeah. and their legacy. Like you're talking about this mm-hmm. family that had this legacy that they had no idea was yeah. coming. And yeah. I want that for my kids. I'm, mm-hmm. I think we all do, but mm-hmm. The other thing is that I worked um, at a family camp and I was in college and I got to watch a lot of really wonderful moms do amazing things. Um, And at that time, my children weren't even on my radar, but I was like, I better pick up some of these notes just to grow spiritually. Mm -hmm. Um, But one of the things that a lot of the moms did was that they would get down. Like Mm. when they're talking to a small child, they would bend their knees and get down on their level and look into their children's eyes to do something, to talk to them and give them their full attention. And I thought that is a picture of how the Lord loves us. Like he stoops down, he humbles himself and he wants to be so intimately involved with us. And I wanted to do that with my kids Mm. in moments of discipline and moments of joy Mm. and moments of just adoration, like to cup their little faces in my hands for as long as I can cup faces and hands yes, um, and just to let them know that I'm with them. Like I'm right here with you. I'm not towering Mm. over you. I just want to be with you in this moment, even if it's a hard one. So that is such a beautiful picture of kindness Mm -hmm. and love and gentleness and that intentionality of getting on their level. I love that Mm -hmm. so much. Um, One that just came to mind while y'all were talking was um, the way I saw my friend Wendy be very intentional with her kids as teenagers. Um, One, our teens get really busy. And two, sometimes it can be hard um, to kind of have that intimate relationship with them like you did when they were younger. Mm -hmm. And I watched Wendy, whose kids are just a few years older than mine, be super purposeful about staying connected to her teenage kids, one a son and one a daughter. And she really watched to figure out where, where and when are they most open to talking and how do they like to be communicated with? What are their specific ways of, um, of, 
being able to have that relationship with her during what can, can sometimes be, I mean, her kids were, I just mean, sometimes it's hard to relate to your teenage kids. And just watching her do that, I, I remember thinking, and my kids were like late elementary, middle school, I thought, I am going to do that. I am going to figure out when my kids like to talk, how my kids like to talk, and I'm going to do that same thing. And I did, and it wasn't always easy, but that was very much an example of, and and neither of the ways that my kids ended up liking to, when they liked to talk or the way it worked for us was um, similar to what she did with hers, but just watching her intentionality in um, keeping that relationship um, during those years made me uh, kind of excited to do the same thing. And I thought, oh, I'm going to do that too. We're going to figure this out. And and we did. And I'm not sure that I would have been as purposeful about it had I not seen um, another mom who was just a tiny bit beyond me do that. And I don't know where she learned to do it, but it was really an encouragement to me. And it, it um, I think it paid some real dividends. So I, I, what a gift, right? That we get to watch other moms, that God provides other moms that... Um, to do some things right that we get to um, copy. It's just really neat. God's kindness in that is really neat. Okay, last question. I want to know what's your favorite scripture in relation to being a mom? What's your favorite mom <laughs> scripture? Lori, what's yours? Well, this isn't really my favorite mom scripture. This is just one that just came to me this spring. Yeah. We were What's your favorite for now, maybe, my right favorite. this second? No, it's the one that God kind of laid on my heart. Yeah. We studied Second Samuel and Women in the Word. Mm-hmm. And um, over like nine times, I just remember us studying, and it said, David inquired of the Lord. Mm. And when David inquired of the Lord, he had the Lord's favor mm. and the Lord's blessing, and things went well. And when the times he didn't inquire... It was, he had some hard times and it just reminded me, you know, how often as moms, we need to inquire the Lord about, about what we're pursuing is leading our family. Mm -hmm. You know, does my family really need to be involved in this activity? Mm. Is this going to take away from something else? Do my children need to be here or, um, just do we need to be at a, a, a different school? Do we mm-hmm. need to homeschool? Do we need, you know, do we need to go um, on a mission trip? Mm-hmm. You know, I think there are things that we think everybody else is doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's what we should be doing. And but, so you do it on autopilot. Yeah. Yeah. Is this yeah. really what my family needs to be doing? Is this going to help us to not be able to eat supper together one night? If, yeah. we, if we're all doing, you know, baseball, softball, and gymnastics, uh-huh. maybe we don't need to do all those things. Uh-huh. Or if we go out Saturday night and do those things, will we not get up for church on Sunday morning? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it really reminded me how important it is for us to be inquiring of the Lord, mm-hmm. especially in, in in our culture today that's so busy mm-hmm. um, that we can get caught up in, well, they're doing it, so I should do it. Yeah. Well, is this right for my family? Yeah. You know, Lord, what, what about what's good for my family? Oh, great wisdom. That's good. Great wisdom. I love that. And I was struck in our study of um, Second Samuel this spring um, when David inquired of the Lord how he came to the Lord very simply. He just asked really straightforward questions right. generally, and then the Lord answered him in a very straightforward way. So I see that in what you're saying of, hey, rather than just... Everybody else is signing up for baseball. Not that there's anything wrong with baseball, but, you know, just as an example. Should um, So I'm just going to do it because it's what everybody is doing is just that stopping and making just a straightforward, simple inquiry of the Lord. Lord, is is this what you would have for us right now? That's good. Mm -hmm. And what a great application of um, David's life um, for us in our own times. Yeah, that's really good. Anything else with that no, one? I'm good. Okay, you're good. Camille, what about you? Okay, this was really hard. Um, I had like eight that came to mind and I was like, oh, I got to pick one. Okay, so here's what I'm going to pick. I picked Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 9. Um, and that's the, you know, here is where the Lord our God, the Lord is one. She'll love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. Uh, strength. And it says, these commandments that I give you, give you today are to be on your hearts and press them on your children talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk on the road, when you lie down and when you get up, tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads, write them on the door frames of your houses and your gates. And I just love that, that when I feel like the world or culture, whatever is pulling me toward a direction to say like, oh, we should be doing this or Mm -hmm. we should be doing this. Like I want 
I want the Word of God to be the guidepost. I want it to be my stick in the mud that I come back to constantly to say, this is what we are doing. We are doing what is here in God's word. We are going to love God's word. We are going to put it in our hearts. And I'm going to trust that the word will never return void. Mm. And it will continue to shape our family. It will shape my heart. Um, and it's something that I want my family, I want, I want us to talk about the Lord. I want us to talk about His Word mm-hmm. and what He's done in our lives and the lives of those around us when we're having lunch and when we're in the car mm-hmm. and when we come home from an event. I want us to talk about it all the time so that we know that God is with us and He's for us. Mm-hmm. Um, I just love that that's, that's our charge, mm-hmm. to love the Lord with all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, so I... I just, I really like that. Gosh, that's beautiful. I love it, Shema. I know. Mm-hmm. I love it so mm-hmm. much. Yeah. I would say that my, um, honestly, very favorite verse through my boys' lives has been Ephesians 3.20. Um, it's actually kind of just one of my favorite verses um, in all of Scripture. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think according to the power, to his power at work within us, to him be the glory in the church. Um, in Jesus Christ through all generations. And I really love that verse because I tend to be a person who can dream pretty small dreams. Mm. Um, And it has reminded me that um, God can do in my kids' lives far more than I would ever ask or um, dream of for them. And and for me, I think of that as... um, I think I spent a lot of time maybe thinking and praying for, would you help them be successful in school? Would you help them to have friends? Would you um, oh, help them to just do this next thing well? And those are good prayers. But ultimately, I, what I want for my boys is for them to be men after God's own heart. I want them mm-hmm. to love God in crazy, abundance, abundant, surprising ways that would surpass my best dreams for them. And God can do that. And that verse just always reminds me to um, to pray bigger, to dream bigger, to hope bigger, um, and to trust God bigger for the things in my life, but also um, for the way I, I pray for my, for my kids. Um, and then I, I, future, gra- yeah, like you said, the generations, future grandkids, whatever, mm-hmm. um, just that God can do. Um, because of his power at work within us more than more than we could hope for or imagine. So anyway, I mm-hmm. really, really love that. It's a reminder to me to trust him in big ways um, and remember he can do big things. Y'all, thank you so much. You have shared your um, hopes and dreams and struggles and good days and bad days. And I appreciate your willingness to do that because I think um, – our motherhood journey is one of the most vulnerable and places in us um, that can um, be the hardest to talk about, honestly. And um, I think it's the highest highs and the lowest lows in lots of ways. And I think you've both shared um, all of that. And I just appreciate it so much. And we wish everybody that's listening a um, really happy Mother's Day Um pray that it would be a day of um, joy and hope for you. And I'm going to pray for us as we close. Lord, thank you for um, creating mothers. Thank you for giving us our own moms. Thank you for allowing um, us to be moms to our kids. Thank you for the way it um, refines us and pushes us toward you. Um, I pray that each mom listening would be filled with your wisdom with your discernment, with your joy, um, with your kindness, with um, your spirit as we pursue you and um, raise our kiddos. We thank you for the great gift it is to be a mom. And we thank you most of all for the gift of our salvation um, and how you have pursued us as women in our lives. Um, And I just pray um, that this would be a day that we would uh, see you and love you well um, and know that you are with us. And I ask all this in your holy and precious name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. For more episodes, be sure to follow Encouraged and Equipped.